What's up guys, my name is Gareth Emery and welcome to Make It Happen, episode two, how to make it in the music industry. On today's show, what to do if you have hearing loss, how to actually finish a track you have started, and my personal favorite, drugs and alcohol. I want to start today's show by talking about drugs and alcohol. And before you think this is going to be a preaching anti-drugs message, let me just say for full disclosure, I'm not against either. And I'll explain that a bit later. But we have to remember, we all have a choice. Are you going to choose going out tonight and getting fucked up or staying in and working on your craft? Do you want a great night now or do you want a Grammy in five years time? And there is no right answer to that. For me, I would rather the Grammy in five years time, which is why I almost always say no to nights out. And when I think of people in this industry who have unfulfilled potential, those guys with amazing talent, it is almost always due to them drinking too much or partying too much, especially taking too much Coke. It's a drug which is far too commonplace in our business. So I think what you just have to remember is for every night you go out raging, there is somebody else sat in front of Ableton, sat in front of Cubase, grinding away, who are gonna be getting to where they're going faster than you are. Give us a real life example of how this works. Okay, so let me illustrate the point a bit. I've got a really good friend, um, super good looking, fairly successful DJ, but wants to be way more successful. He goes out about four nights a week, and I'd guess for about six hours each time. I go out maybe once a week, if that. And he said to me on a few occasions, he's like, dude, yeah, I could go out less. I could go out one night a week like you, but would it really make that much difference? My view is, and it, it would, and here is why. Three nights a week for six hours a time is 18 hours a week. A month, 77 hours, if we times it by 4.3 weeks. A year, 1,000 hours. Let's times it by five years, 5,000 hours. Average working day, eight hours. So. That means over a five year period, I have worked over 600 more days than he has just by going out three nights less a week. So yeah, three nights will not change your life. 600 working days will. And um, I think it's important to note, it's not just the nights out themselves, it's the hangovers the next day. I'm really fucking unproductive on a hangover. You may be better than me, but uh, my experience says, if I go out, I'm getting, fucking, I'm getting like fucking nothing done the next day either. So um, remember that too. It could come across from what you said on today's episode that you're anti-drugs. Are there ever times when you think partying is a good idea? I know I'm probably coming across as somebody that thinks partying is never a good idea, and that's totally not the case. And just for full disclosure, I haven't mastered this myself yet. Some of the other stuff I talk about, I'm pretty good at. When it comes to drinking less and partying less, I'm definitely still a work in progress. You know what? You have to celebrate your wins. Sometimes um, you go out and get a bit wasted. It chills you out. And also a little bit of space um, can allow you to think of good ideas for when you do come back to work. Um, I just think you need to watch the frequency of when you go out. You know, when I first played Coachella, when I played main stage EDC, did I go out and get fucking wasted? Yes, of course I did. I probably wrote off days after those shows. However, when I was working making music in my bedroom for the five years before I got a record deal, I wasn't going out. Why? Because I wanted to play Coachella and I wanted to play EDC. So um, do it now and again. Celebrate when you have something to celebrate, but don't celebrate for no reason all the fucking time. Um, 
Okay, that's all I've got to say on that. Uh, should we do some questions? Sent in via Twitter from D Hitch. What is the best way to actually finish a track? Listen, finishing a track is fucking hard. It's one of the hardest things you'll do. It's hard for me, it's gonna be hard for you. And um, the reason why is this. When you start a track, it's beautiful. You've written the melody, you're buzzing about it. It's fresh, it's exciting. Fast forward a month and you've heard the track a thousand times, you fucking hate it. Listen to anything a thousand times and you hate it. The best things I've written, I hated them at the end. Um, it's just about self-discipline. You have to want to get it finished. And here's how I do it. I just make a list of stuff I need to do to finish it. Re-cue the vocal, fix the bass line, um, change the melody and I go through the list however unfun it is and I get it fucking done. Guys, it just comes down to self-discipline. Everyone hates their tracks at the last stage. Um, that's what you have to deal with. You have to want to get it finished. Make a task list. Do the things on the list. You'll get it done. Sent in on Twitter from The Criterion. I've had a problem with my ears. Should I continue my dream of being a professional DJ? It's hard for me to comment. I don't know what the problem with your ears is. Um, and that would probably lead to what my kind of, kind of answer is. But let me just talk around the topic a little bit. Look, hearing damage or hearing loss is definitely not an impediment to success. I know loads of DJ producers that have some sort of hearing damage um, or hearing loss. I mean, look at Beethoven, right? Beethoven was 60% um, deaf, I believe, and completely deaf. There's actually an amazing movie uh, called Orgon P. Tong. It's kind of a comedy, but it's very well worth watching for you, I think, about a DJ that loses his hearing. He thinks his career's over and he kind of manages to get it back. So. Um, you know, hearing damage or hearing loss is not an impediment to success in itself. However, I would also say your health is really important. It's more important than career success. So um, if you're risking further damage to your health being in this business, I think you'd want to seriously consider what is more important to you. And I would always say prioritize your health. Um, assuming that is not the case, it's not really that much of an impediment. Um, you can probably work around it, but whatever you do, protect your hearing. That goes for people who don't have hearing damage. Wear earplugs on stage, one of the most important things I've ever done. Um, yeah, there you go. What earplugs would you recommend for people that are just going into clubs and also the DJs? Custom molded earplugs. Um, the ones I use are called um, ER15s. You can also get ER25s, which are a much higher level of protection. Cost you $150, $200, the best investment you will make in your life. Um, another great option, in-ear monitors, um, which I also use. They're a little bit more expensive if you get custom molded ones, but they literally isolate like 40 decibels. I've done six hour sets wearing in-ear monitors and I've not even felt like I've been on stage. So um, there you go, two options. It doesn't really matter what sort of protection you choose, but protect your ears. You've only got one set. They don't recover. I'm sure most of you know this, but once you fuck them up a bit, they don't get better. So um, you need to take care. From Perpetune via Twitter again. I'm 14 and I want to be successful. What marketing do I need to do to succeed? Before you even ask me that question, I'm assuming your music is amazing. If it's not amazing, stop thinking about the marketing, start thinking about the music. Um, I'm gonna talk about this in more detail on a future episode, but it is such a common mistake. People move to the marketing side before the music side is right. And I know why that is. All we hear is, you've got to be on Snapchat, you've got to be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even new stuff like Musical.ly. Um, we always hear about how important this stuff is. But if you're a C player, 
in, in the studio, however good your marketing is, you're not going to become an A player. So focus on the studio, become an A player, then start thinking um, about the marketing. Send me some of your music, uh, promos at garethenry.com. And if I think you're an A player in the studio, then I'll give you all the free marketing advice in the world. But um, I imagine you've probably got a little way to go in the studio. Most people do. If there was one app that you could advise every single wannabe and actual DJ and producer out there to use today, what would it be and why? The one app I would recommend today would be Snapchat simply because it is newer and there's a much bigger opportunity to build a base on there before every man and his dog is on there. Everybody is on Facebook, everybody is on Twitter, everybody is on Instagram. These places are overpopulated and there's a lot of competition to get your voice heard. Um, Snapchat is way newer and I think it's not really going to hit critical mass for like a year, maybe two years, but it is going to be fucking massive. So I just think now is a great opportunity to get on Snapchat, to land grab before everybody else is on there, especially if you're doing something interesting or doing something unique. That's why you see me on it probably more than um, other social networks right now. So I'm going to recap what I talked about at the start. Remember, when you go out, some other dude or some other girl is in the studio slaving away and they will get there before you do. Point number two, the maths of raging. Three nights out a week over a five-year period equals over 600 studio days lost that you'll never have. <laughs> Point number three, celebrate your wins but not just an average Tuesday. This has been Make It Happen, episode two. Send me your questions, hashtag Make It Happen. My name is Gareth Emery. Watch that.